for Fools. Welcome to History for Fools. Butch Escobar over here, over there. Yo, what up? What up? Captain Philip Wedge over there on the wheel of steel. On the helm? On the helm. You know, um, I went to go see that that um that musical, Wedding of Figaro. <coughs> oh, how was that? I, feel, I didn't mention it here. Uh, I didn't mention it on the other podcast. It was good. It was like, um, have you ever seen that movie, uh, Amadeus Mozart? Yes, long time and ago. And when, um, when Mozart is explaining his, his next play to the emperor of Venice, and he's going, um, it's a very simple play, you know? And he's singing, sing, sing. You know, he's, he's, it's a love story. He's measuring the bed to make sure his wife fits on it. He's making to make a new bed for them. Right. Okay. So that part where he's measuring the bed in um in um what in in um German. Right. He's measuring in German. Well, that's the play I saw with the wedding of Figaro. Oh. And you know um and have you seen um. Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Where um Robert Dufresne. The uh, the main actor, what's his name? Um, he grabs, he grabs a record player. Yes, and he, he plays locks himself it. in the he locks himself in the office. And he plays that those two women singing. Yes. Well, I saw those two women singing live. Whoa! How was it? How did it? Was it? Amazing. But I I want I, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I, was, I ate edibles, and I was annihilated, and that was the, that was the second part of the the opera. Uh huh. And um, I, I, what I kept thinking about was Family Guy, bro. <laughs> and why did Pam, Peter Peter escape on chilly night? Because <laughs> I thought you were going in a different direction. Because I couldn't get that out of my mind, and I kept thinking about a Jerry Seinfeld episode where they're they're at the watching this girl do a piano concerto and she puts a little pet dispenser on her leg and she starts laughing. She starts laughing. Yeah. So all those things were coming to my head at that when they were singing. But dude, very emotional. If you're like, I don't speak German, but it was translated. I don't know if it was, it was Italian or German. Maybe it was it, it was Italian. Yeah, it was Italian. And there, and there were subtitles. Okay. They're looking up and shit. So they play the subtitles above the play. Yeah. Oh, that's and interesting. They, they were the wigs, you know, like right. the conductor. I don't know if the con- the conductor was conducting the orchestra. He was right under us, you know, real the old ball. Yeah, but uh, there was a dude there. I think he's like a the guy that um, throws out lines to the opera singers that they forget. So he's like this singing along with them, you know. That fool was dressed. In like in those times, he had a white wig, bro. He was like too much, bro. He like Dean Del Rey wearing a powder wig. <laughs> Shout out to Dean Del Rey and the, and the Del Razors. <laughs> yeah, man. So, man, I know you've been. Uh, we're doing this podcast from History for Fools. Yeah, and we're doing Pirates now. We did um, Latin cinema. Yeah. We did gangs. You, you got jumped in San Jose for that one. Almost. And uh, we did uh, history of comedy. But what we don't know, man, is the history of Butch. Like, what's <laughs> up, bro? Um, I heard you had a spot, a surprisingly yeah. guest spot. On yeah. The, the, on the, the prestigious comedy store. Uh, shout out to Chris Riggins, man, who just moved here from the Bay. You know, when you come from the Bay to L.A., it's a very um, weird transition because you can't just move to LA and start doing comedy here because one, nobody knows who the fuck you are. And two, you, so you know- You gotta build seeds. Right, and what you're doing back home in the Bay um, is, cause there's like, here in LA there's so much comedy. So even for a guy like me who's been around as long as I have, I'm not gonna get paid. But back home I get paid. So you do this dance of like going back home, doing shows for pay, um, and then coming back to LA, hanging out, doing, Comedy, like free shows, open mics, showcases, getting to know people. So you got to do this transition. I have the really, really good opportunity because I'm doing this podcast. And when I travel with you, you guys bring me here to do the podcast. And then when we travel back out, I go home. So I get to spend a whole week here sometimes. This time it was only like four days. It's Usually it's a week. 
Um, so I'm trying to take advantage of that opportunity and like reach out to folks. So my buddy moved out here two months ago. Um, he's the doorman over at the comedy store. And then he was like, hey, man, if you're in town, you know, let me know and I'll give you a ride uh, home. Chris Wiggins is a doorman? Chris Wiggins is a store? doorman. And so, and, and dude, but let me tell you something, dude. This guy by far is my favorite comedian in the Bay. Um, super funny, really good friend of mine. He's like, I got you a spot tonight on this show. I had no fucking clue what the so show Chris was. So Chris Wiggins is the one that got this spot. Um, he, he got it, but he said he had to get some help. And that was the thing is because when I got there, he's all, yeah, man, at first they were like, we can't, you know, we don't know this guy. Or, you know, it's, it's you, but, you know, we need somebody to vouch for him. And then they said that somebody, I thought it was you because I was like, Did you, maybe it was Felipe. It was me, bro. It was you. Okay. They probably have seen him on photos. Oh, that's right. They saw you at, well, then um, that homeboy, the one that hooked you up with that, that clean spot at the improv probably knows these people too. So. Oh, that's right. I they saw talk. Rachel Wolfson's boyfriend there too, Matt Edgar. I know yeah, they do. talk, so you know, man, they want to be. So somebody was like, yeah, but you're solid. So they, you know, and it was cool, man, because my other buddy, Zach Chapaloni, who's a fucking hilarious Sounds dude. made up, but um, all right. <laughs> you just making up names now. Nah, right? bro. He's he's a real dude. He hosted Chris the Wig Wiggins. So he he, funny he was, we were talking about powder wigs, then you make up Chris Wiggins. Maybe, <laughs> it's Riggins. <laughs> oh Riggins. Which is like rigging on a ship. So I guess yeah, I could have made that up. Yeah. Then uh, you got uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus. No, over no, here. it's Jack Zach Chapaloni. Oh, Chapaloni. He's a real dude, but he's hosting. It was dope, man. I had a good time. I never really did the store before. Say his name again. Zach Chapaloni. Oh, I, I thought that his last name was a big last name. I saw a Family Guy at the end. Chapalapapalapa. <laughs> Bro, you, you can post that up. That last name at the end, Philip. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, that's your homie, Chapalapu. <laughs> No. Sorry, man, but keep, tell us, man. I, I know, I know that. Um, I know what's it like to be a young comic. I know what's, and um, I know what's it like to be the comic I am right now, and I'm experiencing all new things. But for me, also, like, I, um, I know if I go to the comedy store, they're gonna let me in. You right. know, then I take my, I can walk in there with an assault rifle. Nobody's gonna stop me. Right. You totally. I mean? Totally. But they stopped you. They stopped me. They were a little freaked out, you know, because I don't look like a comedian. And I said I, I said I was a comic, and so they, like, searched my bag, and they, you know, like, then they held me there because he's like, hold on, man, I got to check on on this guy. And then finally someone came back and was like, yeah, he, he's good to go. What have I been telling you, bro? When you walk into a new place, you got to carry a ladder so you could think you worked there. <laughs> that was the only way I would have gotten in. You know, the thing is, dude, is, like, it's but weird because I've been doing this for a long time. You know, I've been in, in showbiz for 16 years, you know, I work with you all the time, go on the road. I show up to this place, and I feel like a new guy. Yeah, like, I mean, I felt like that at, the, at um, my first time I went to Gotham's. And that okay. was in 2004 or five. Yeah. And, and, I, was, and I was doing an all-Latino show. And I was like the only one that was not Puerto Rican or Cuban or, right. or from a Caribbean island. Oh, and you're way on the other side of the country, too. Yeah. And I was there to do my, seven, my six minutes or seven minutes for Comedy Central Premium Blend. Rad. Yeah, That's exciting, man. though. That's so I went over there, man. Nobody knew me, but they, they just knew that I had a, a spot on that show. Because, you know, uh, and I know what it's like, you know, to be a comedian, and you're bo booked on this show a month ago. They've been showing flyers. Right. And then here it comes. Here comes um, William Kidd. The new pirate, nah. <laughs> nah here comes uh, Philippe. Uh, no, I was a new guy. Right. Uh, and those guys, you know, I know that uh, I know that one of the comics there was a very good friend of um, Mike Robles, and he passed away already from... Rest in peace. Yeah, the, I think his name was Chris De La Rosa or Chris something. Okay. But he passed away. But yeah, man, I, was, I, was, I went in there. I was nervous because, you know, I've heard of Gotham's. Right, yeah. And I get there, it's small. Tiny. Bro, the stage is small. They ain't putting up no Chris Fonseca wheelchairs up there, bro. Really? It's that small. Like, no if you have a roast battle with somebody on stage, it's going to turn into a fist fight. That's how close it's it is. So, it looks bigger on TV. It looks yeah, massive. man. The stage is maybe, I'm not lying you, Butch. This wall and this carpet. No way. 
man, you better hold your horses on that stage. Holy and then shit. the front No the, wandering around. And then the front row, their their table is connected to the stage. So you're on their feet already. You're, right. on, you're on them. Wow. But uh when you get a laugh, you it feel feels it. like a thousand people. Yeah. Like if you if you do a special there or a five minute set, it'll like you're rocking it. I did a show one time. But I felt good, dog. Like I felt good to destroy it, a place like that. New right. people heard of this yeah. place. So to, well, to explain to us um the feeling you had performing, first of all, on the Friends and Family show, right? Yeah, it's called the Friends and Family. And um when you were your spot second, third, fourth, what? I don't know. They just gave me a time to be there. Because it's like the show really has started. It's like yeah, and everybody's doing three minutes. Oh, it's, three! It's three minutes, and that's the thing, man. Is like, I've always been told to prepare for five. I've never thought about preparing for three, and which is genius because the show is really good and it moves really quick, and it's all really good comedians, which is the other thing that I didn't realize. It's like all like the guys that everybody likes that are coming up in in their system. I think. Um, so you get three minutes. I get there. I didn't know that. It told me to show up at 8.45. I showed up on the dot. Almost got missed because of the security thing. But then I got in, and he goes, okay, you have three minutes, and you're going to be next, but do you want me to give you a little bit of space? I'll put another guy up. And I said, yeah, because I don't even know what the fuck three minutes is right now. And so I crawled to the back, hoping that I could have a little bit of time or at least use the next guy as my marker of space, just play my set in my head and see what three minutes is. Because I know what five minutes is, I know what 10 minutes is, I know what 30 is, and I know what 45 is, I know what an hour is. But trying to do three, so I was trying to do that, but all of a sudden my friends started seeing me and they started yeah. rolling up. What's up, dude? Oh shit, hey, this is my boy Butch, hey, da da da. And, like, and I'm, in my mind, I'm shaking hands, talking to people, but in my, on the outside I'm doing that, and in my mind though, I'm like, doing my jokes in my head trying to figure out three minutes dude and like i'm starting to panic because like people are just keep talking to me and then they're like hey bro you're next are you ready and i'm like yeah fuck it dude i think i know what my three minutes is and so i went up there and i maybe went over like 30 seconds 40 seconds they get mad no they said that that's kind of excusable if you're doing well but if you're not, that's like when you fuck up. So like, there must, I, be, there must be a lot of bombing on that show. There was a few guys that I saw that didn't do well. Cocky when they were. Um, there. but I, but the crowd was a little dry before I went up, and then I think I broke the crowd. I don't want. Someone told me I broke the crowd. I'm just gonna say you think that working with us, big crowds, little crowd that did nothing, no sweat, you know, because you know you gotta project. Right, and it, that was the thing that surprised me, man, because I was meek walking in there. I was like. I was meek. Like, I was like, like this. a little mouse. Yes, bro. I was like, kind of like, oh, I'm new here. I don't know people. This place is kind of intimidating because to me, it seemed like more of a club than it did like a club, not like a comedy club, but like. But you did the OR question. <laughs> yeah. Did the guy play the piano for you? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that a good thing? Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because <laughs> so um, sometimes when the piano guy usually shows up, right. you know, the piano, the man. You have to know you're at the comedy store, the, the guy was playing the piano. Yes, I noticed that, and I was like, that's fucking rad. So What do you, what do you play? Just they just played regular, like, bruh, 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 when I came up, and then as I was, um, as they were talking about me, bringing me up, they played a little bit, and then they played me out, and it was dope, bro. It was like, it was so fucking fun. I did well. Everybody came up to me, like, even comics that I didn't know were like, man, that was really good. We saw Rachel Wolfson. Um, I didn't see Rachel. She was sick. Rachel, I hope you get better. She's probably better by the time she sees this. I did see Matt Edgar, her boyfriend. Um, it was really good seeing him. I saw Yorsi uh, Thomas. He lives with, I think, Yorsi in the yeah. backstage. <laughs> um, uh, and then I saw a bunch of my old homies, you know, like a lot of my friends. And it was cool because... That was the thing, man, is that, you know when you go to a new school and you don't know anybody and you start to feel kind of alone at recess and stuff? Well, not, not a lot of them being kicked out of many schools, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like, like at first I was kind of like standing by myself, like, what, what should I do? Because I got away from my friend. He's giving me a ride home. And I'm like standing there with my bag and then I see somebody and then, and then I see somebody else. And then they start introducing me. And then once people kind of 
Because I also realize two people go, oh, he's big and kind of scary looking. I don't really want to know if I could like if I should just talk to him or not. But once I, I think people thought I was cool, everybody started talking to me. And dude, here's something I'll say. Can I say something, man? Yeah. And it's funny, like I, I didn't get that right away, cause. But uh, pe people have the thing that people like you are only gonna talk about knives and fist fighting exactly. and, and brag about yeah. beating people up. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, my jokes are not that at all. No, but they think that's, that's the only conversation people who know that you have. Yeah, totally. There's yeah, so bro, many... tell us about Sturgis. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that, you you know, some of my comedy is about being a big guy and having misconceptions that we're like, we're all this one dude. People think I fucking love sports. I don't like sports. I like fucking, I, I watch fucking. <laughs> people don't know this I about Bush. Antique Roadshow. <laughs> you guys don't know this about Bush. He's not a real big guy, man. He has skinny little girl legs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Vespa trapped inside a, a body of a Harley. I feel like a paleta. <laughs> like on the inside, I'm just a little pink Vespa. On the outside, I'm a fucking uh, oil leaking Harley. Pop man, uh, what? Butch is a cool guy, man. He's as tender as a steak on two sticks <laughs> at a fucking flea market. Eh? <laughs> at a Buccaneer celebration. I ain't gonna lie, dog, man. I don't want to talk about food, but. The best thing I ever had when I was um, a kid, it was at a street fair, the Ali Street scene. Okay. It was a it was a chicken teriyaki on a stick, bro. Oh, those are so good. And then the other one was a beef. Right. Yeah, those are so good. In Japan, they have them on the street, like like you know, like in over here in LA, you have like the taco guy, like the taqueros. On yeah, the he has side. real food though. Um, real in, meat in Japan, yeah. <laughs> in Japan, they have like on the side, you could just like grab I like go skewers there, of chicken. That's good, huh? Oh, bro, it's my favorite, dude. They're like a buck fifty each. You can get them at the Seven Eleven. You can get them at the fucking at the Lawsons. They have them at the McDonald's, but on the street, they're the best. Man, I um, that should be our next podcast, or we should do that one day. That like um, it didn't um. The the two minute travel show, like we go somewhere, yeah, fast. Dog. I was thinking, man, we hit all these real fast. Though, yes, like, just boom, boom, boom. What did you eat? I ate this. Bah, 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 bah. It was right. Good. We keep trying to pull off places that we visit and doing a little bit of history there, and like maybe filming there and then like combining the podcast with, you know, like you go to Portland. We do an hour on Portland. And we also film us walking around Portland looking at stuff. But it's hard because you have a show at night. You only have a few hours in the daytime to do stuff, you know, and it's hard to get to all those historic places. But then man. you're gasping for air for the next hours. Oh, God, bro. When we did North Carolina this last, that, what, a few, couple weeks back, a few weeks back, um, it was like we went, I woke up in the morning, got to the hotel, showered, walked to the theater, did the show, then went back to the hotel, fell asleep, woke up, and flew back across the whole country. That's the craziest thing I think I've ever done in my life. If you were to ever tell me, like, bro, one day, you're not even, you're just going to, like, blink and be in North Carolina and come back, and that's just, that's just the way it is. I know, man. For all the you young comics out there who are listening to this right now and Stand-up comedy is the easy party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stage, getting up, like, that's the thing is people are like, I could never get up in front of, th like, thousands of people. And I'm like, that's the easiest fucking... I could never get up in front of 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Like, I, I asked for, like, they were going to pick our car service. They were going to pick us up at um, 6.15 a.m., so we're we're, walk, we're we're walking in to the hotel, which which was the Durham Hotel. Yeah. Look it up. It, no, no, was it Durham? Yeah, the, it was the, the, Durham, the hotel. Durham. Yeah, it was dope. It was a chic hotel. Yeah. Like It was a hotel, man, where where everybody there must have been should have been dressed like the characters of Mad Men. Yes, it was. Everything was white and gold. Yeah, the whole six, entire place. Like, everyone should dress like sixty six. You know that that cool style. It was like when a everybody Versace was in ad. shape. It was like a moving Versace ad. And then across there was a courtyard with an even squankier hotel yeah, called man. the Unscripted. Is that what that one was called? Yeah, That's dude. Crazy, bro. 
Yeah, that was like that was the thing. It was like really cute town. It was really uh, beautiful. But that's comedy, man. You dip so, in, you dip out. So we walk in, and um, I we get greeted by the front desk, and I tell that lady, "Can I get a wake up call at five fifteen? He goes, five, and this fool goes five fifteen. Yeah. He goes, we leave at six fifteen. I said, yeah. What time you get up? This fool gets up twenty minutes before we leave. Yep. Not even that. Ten minutes, dude. I have my clothes out. You can't live like that, though. Bro, I, 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 I only sleep in my underwear, and I have my clothes laid out on the couch. I get up, put my shoes on, put my pants on, shirt, backpacks ready to go, suitcase ready to go. Charger, pull the charger out of the wall, put it in my backpack, stroll down, meet up with you guys. And I'm, the, I've realized this, because you guys actually, I, I tried this out this time, because I used to be like, how the fuck do you guys get up and smoke weed right before we take off? Because that's like... Oh, when you're tired, that's the worst to me. And so I would get get there. You guys, I would. It's like I was just waking up. It had just woken up ten minutes ago, and we're smoking a joint. And I figured out how you guys do it. You wake up an hour before, so you get you get a little bit more awake. You're already moving around, and and I realized that's actually a way better way to go, because I'm fucking uh, zombie. Uh, bro. What's the other word? You can't say retarded. So. Um, I'm mentally challenged, challenged at, at 6.15 a.m. Nah, man, me, I get up at um, an hour before. If the flight's at 5, 6, 7, 8, at 9, I could get up at 8.30. Right. Man, but sometimes you get a cool flight. What time are you going to leave? Oh, bro, our flight's at, at 1. They're going to pick us up at 11 a.m. Oh, I love when we have those, bro. That's the best. Like tomorrow, I'm uh, are the yeah, I'm flying out, and it's like my flight's in the afternoon, out of Burbank too, which is the best airport. It's like that's when it's like a pleasure. Burbank, um, used to I don't know. I think Burbank. I don't even know the name of the Burbank. It's called the Bob Hope Airport. It used to be Bob Hope International. I don't even right? know, right? Yeah. They used to. Um, that's funny. Days. I've been flying for my first time. I flew in '96. Really. And I was on Southwest and the emergencies. Was it for comedy or was it? For comedy, yeah. Latino Laugh Festival. So that was, you never flew in before that ever. Never. So your first time ever flying was for comedy. That's fucking exciting, dude. Yeah, and the first time I ever stood in a fa- uh, hotel was for comedy. Okay. The other one were, the other one were um, motel, motel, don't tell. You like sleeping on the floor with like other comics and shit? No, no, no. Okay. I wasn't really doing no road sleeping over anywhere before um, Latino night. Like, I'm, la, oh, show. so you kind of had like a little bit of a jump where you didn't have to do all that. Like, you go on the road with your homies, make everybody makes a hundred bucks between all of you, and you split it on gas and like one hotel, and like you're fucking taking turns sleeping on the floor. You never had to do that shit. No, um, like I remember doing a show with um Joy Medina. And he told me straight up, it only pays a uh, hundred or to one hundred and fifty or two hundred, right? Yeah. And I was gonna go up second, go up first, and right. it's gonna be get him and I. So and there's gonna be Lake Havasu. Okay. So he paid all the gas, and um, and when we got there, it was a hotel. Right. And the tow, hotel was booked already from the show. Yeah. And um, I had my own room here, his own room. Oh, that's. And dope. then after the show, um, they paid us in check. Yeah. I got my check, and then um, we left. That's dope. And another time, um, I, I was the only one in the gig, and probably Rodrigo too. And bro, it was guess who? And it was Ivan who went with us to the show with us. Okay, he's not even on the show or something. Merge, you just went. Quailar, he's just yeah. He was. He was <laughs> I didn't know that guy he was. was he was, was, was open micing, hanging around. Bro, for years I didn't know that guy was not a comic. He was open micing, <laughs> um, hanging out. <laughs> so he he did that. This is shit. a hang around. Hang around, bro, for a long time. So he was called in by Gabriel, and then uh, that <laughs> fool said, uh, he just hung out and helped drive, you know, whatever. Right. You know, and then Vinny hung out. He's not even 21. So we got the four. I remember Willie would call them the Taliban, bro. They just <laughs> slept on the, they always slept on the floor. Because <laughs> 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 once they spent that night at Willie's house, he goes, bro, come get the Taliban. Eh? 
<laughs> ah, that's fucking hilarious. Oh my god, I'm so dude. This is after this is after 9-11 and everything, bro. <laughs> bro, you got Vinny sleeping damn, on the floor. You got Willie you got Vinny sleeping on the floor with his jacket on the pillow. Ivan using his fucking Cortez as a pillow. <laughs> Rodrigo bros asleep on a chair that's like, next to a wall like a soldier. <laughs> Rodrigo can sleep anywhere. I've never seen a human sleep so uncomfortably. Like, look uncomfortable. There's this picture. Uh, if we can't throw it up right here, I'll send it to you. Of Rodrigo, where he take. We were fucking coming back from uh, Corpus Christi, and they gave him this huge bag of fucking gummy edibles. And he thought that they were weak. He thought they were gonna be weak, so he ate the whole bag. It was like a thousand milligrams. Oh, that's that photo of him sleepy, bro. And he's like this. And he, he's like, bro, his like, pelvis is in the air and his arms are in two different directions. And he's out like a fucking light, dude. And I, this is a, like one of the first few times I flew That was Brandon guys. Fraser, bro. <laughs> uh, that was the other first yeah, time I no, he, guys, so. he, man. <coughs> he could sleep anywhere, but damn, that's crazy. The Taliban shit is fucking hilarious. I, I never, we never really like... I never really talked about that, but I remember, man, they were called the Taliban because they were, they were down, they were down to go anywhere, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, that was me, like for years. But I did comedy. That's the only difference. So that was that. Only only Rodrigo went up on that show, but those fools were hanging around. They and just wanted to hang out. They, they, like we're on stage. There, there's a taco lady making free tacos for us. They're fucking up the tacos. Oh yeah, that helps too. I usually there. Those two dudes are pretty cool though for hangarounds because like. I never really rolled with hangarounds because usually fucking hangarounds are weirdos, you know? Like, like someone, Birdman? Yes, dude. Someone who wants to hang out with comedians all the time but not do comedy. It's so weird to me. And they're usually weird. They're quirky, you know, but... You ever have a hangaround, hangaround? You think he's cool, but he's always been cool, but he finally says something and it's the wrong thing. Yeah. Oh, Like he yeah. walks up to you after... You already been treating him like royalty. Like if you had a burger, he right. gets a burger. Right. You know, if you had um, two fifty, he gets forty dollars in gas for, for driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No questions asked. He didn't even ask to ask for it. No, he I just hang around, yeah. whatever, right? But then he 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 catches you at a bad time and goes, "Damn, Bush, you suck really on stage. I don't know why you do this." Yeah. Like who the fuck are you to say this, right. asshole? Yeah. You suck for being. Not hanging out with your family. I have a friend who was always hanging around. Not, not saying you suck. And then the day he criticized me. Not saying me, you suck. Yeah. But I'm saying like, try to tag or tell you, you know, or, or try to compare you to a guy you hate. Have you ever had this though? Where you like. I had them all, bro. I had one where it was like my friend and I was doing comedy and he liked that I did comedy, but he never really got involved. And then one day he's like, hey, I, I'm writing this. I want to write with you. I have this idea. And now he wants to write with you. And you don't know how to be like, bro, you don't know what you're doing. I don't want to do this. I don't. There's a million guys that want to do projects and comedy. It's, it's a thing, you know, where we all think we're going to write and we don't. And I'm not about to do it with somebody I, that doesn't have any clue what the business is. And it's like, and, and then all they want to talk about is, is writing now. And it's like, you don't know. And like, I've had to like, like uh, break up friendships, like just stop talking to people because like, all they want to do now is talk about, oh, that's right, and I'll help you with jokes and this. And it's like, oh, dude, just be my fucking friend for a minute, dude. So how about those, sound like those comics that go up all the time and they have shows to go up all over the Bay or all over LA, but they, they never, they won't admit that, you know, like they love comedy, but they love comedy in a different way that we love comedy. Right. They love comedy from, uh, from the spectator's point of view. Right, yeah. Where they love the art, but they don't see the struggle. Right. You know what I mean? They love yes. the art, but they're not they're not out there, you know, hanging around with hanging arounds. Right. You know, or dealing with a lot of d different personalities all the time. They only they probably have a great job, you know? Like, I remember booking, asking a comic if, if he wanted to do a show, because I was desperate, bro. I was even going as far as $75. Yeah. That's, oh, bro. <laughs> that's you gotta eat. <laughs> Thirty-five dollars and the baddest Mexican meal you're gonna have. Like wet burrito, you got it. Fucking nachos, you got it. Wings, you got it. You just let me know. 
This fool said he's in a basketball tournament on Wednesday and he can't go. To this day, this comic is still at the same level. You can't, yeah. He's funny as hell, but as far as like making it or success wise, he's at the same level like where yeah, there there isn't like ain't nobody hitting him up. Maybe he has that one show that nobody watched, Byron Allen, but they don't air his as much as they air right. mine. Because I'm with Margaret Show and the Pitbull of Comedy, bro. Right. So they're going to show Margaret Show a I lot. Have a, I have a friend right now who's been around as long as I have, and he, he complains a lot about not getting anywhere. He moved here. He Johnny likes, Steele. He, I can't, well, I'm not, no, it's not him, but. No, he's a good um, guy. Dinosaur he, Comedy. He likes his lifestyle, so he wants to keep his good job. And and so he sometimes he can't go on gigs and sometimes he can't do this, and it's like you know one of the things that I realized right away, man, because I used to make fifty bucks an hour building furniture. You still do, bro. I I don't work anymore. You don't do furniture anymore. No I don't do anything except fucking this because I realize if I if I don't make this a do or die situation, I won't fucking. You I have won't a get, furniture store soon. I will have a furniture store. Exactly, dude. I have a furniture store, and there will be pictures of when I used to do comedy all around the fucking furniture store. And so I was like, fuck that, dude. I'm either going to sink or swim in this motherfucker. And I think that's at some point you have to break yourself of your good lifestyle and live kind of raw for a little bit, and then it'll happen for you. You know, and it's slowly starting to happen for me, bro, because this was a decision I made before you asked me to come along with you. So it's like it started to pay off, you know? Like, you just have to trust that that it's there for you. And I think that's the problem a lot of guys have is they're like, I can't leave my job. It's, it saves me. But it's like, nah, dude, if you're getting paid as a comedian, leave your fucking job. Let's try to survive. I don't know how to do it, dude. I don't know how you would do it. I don't know how I'm fucking doing it, and this isn't good advice. It's hard for these guys to do that sometimes yeah. because they just bought a boat. Yeah, I, I watched a guy who was a paid, com like a paid comic, like a $50 paid comic. Like, go out and buy a car, because he was working also in the daytime. And I'm like, now for the next five years, bro, you got to keep your fucking job. You can't go on the road. You can't fucking make decisions on the fly. You just, you got to maintain, because you, you own a fucking car. You know? So it's like, that's the thing, and it's a rough game, dude. And, and people think we get it overnight. Everybody's talking about Ralph Barboza. Ralph Barboza, he just got famous like this year but i guarantee you that motherfucker's been working for a long time slugging it out in like shitty places i was talking to some comics and they think that you know how there's um dennis dennis gaxiola he, he he went viral also on um that clean comedy page yeah okay. um dry bar dry bar he went viral on dry bar comedy page right so um when, when he went viral um, I knew he went viral because he's Dennis Gaxiola, right? Right. It wasn't because he was on a dry bar page. No, it was because his right? comedy did well. So, yeah. right now, there's comics who think that they're on the same comedy page where Ralph Barbosa first special went viral. Right. That they're going to go viral too. Yeah, no. It ain't going to work that way. I'll tell you something. Do, do, you, you th people actually think that they way, think right? That, and here's proof. Um, I just want to know what time, like I said. So, uh, Ralph. Ralph's trajectory really actually came from this one particular... Captain Ralph Barbosa, the pirate. It came from this clip um, from this thing called Don't Tell. It was like the most... That's kind of what... Yes, they were talking about people were saying... But I'll tell you something. Kiri Shabazz had the same uh, reception from from his clip on there. And nobody... You know, and, and Kiri told me this. So you it's not like I'm... You made that name too, right? I'm shitting on Kiri. You made up that name, right? No, that's a real name. He's from the Bay. But he's like, I did just as well. What's the name again? I didn't blow up. Kiri Shabazz. He's a big black dude with braids. Really fucking great comic. Check him out. But yeah, I mean, you get, like that's the thing is Ralph is like Ralph is sustainable. He's he's verifiable. Like it's not just that one clip. It might have been that one clip that made everybody notice him. But then when you go to all the other Ralph clips, they're fucking really good. And and that's the thing, man. Is as that's how it is. And and so it's like and it was it wasn't the dry bar that helped it helped Dennis, but it didn't make Dennis. Dennis is what made Dennis. Yeah, like when Angela Johnson went viral on um on um that page. MySpace? No, she, no, it was it was a comedy page too. because uh, I was on it. Okay. But mine went mine went um What page was that? Are you talking about her nail video? Yeah. Way, way back in the that day. That was um comedy.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Something like that. It was like comedy. That. Com, it was huh? something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. It was comedy something. Look it up, Philip. 
And um, bro, even if my, my one of my videos went viral, but they misspelled my name, bro. Oh no! Oh my god! It was Felipe. Was comedy time? Comedy time. Oh, I do remember comedy time. Yeah, she was, it had a channel too. Bro, they paid twenty. They paid fifty dollars or twenty five bucks for that whole set to put you on the internet, bro. That was before comedians didn't know anything. They were gonna live there forever. Right. Yeah, you did, we didn't have YouTube yet, or or yes. YouTube wasn't, like, well-known, maybe. Yeah, so when she went viral, nobody said, oh, man, I got to get on comedy time because they're going viral. Right. It's just something, man. It's just something, dude. You can't call it. Like me, um, I posted this reel one time on, on um, Instagram, oh, and it yeah. went viral for 5.8 million. It was this. This, this guy carrying his sister or some real big lady in the river yeah. from a flood. He's carrying her. Okay. And um, I um, I think I wrote something on the video, so they didn't give me the no money for it, right? Right. So, man, I reposted that shit last week. It's at 1.8. Oh, wow. And I'm making money off of it again. Are you really? Okay, yeah. good. But um, I have one like but, that, but, too. But um, it's like... no. The video, the like, no, not a lot of videos that I put up go viral like that. Right. And that's not even on my video. Someone else posted Someone it. Someone else's video. But I'm reposting it. That's the internet. And I just put, um, I put, um, that, and I and I you know, did it right because I used the vo the voiceover from Instagram. When you use their voiceover, right, it's like you share it using other tools, so they're like they're happy to promote it. It's not like when you go to TikTok and use their voicemail, it doesn't go viral. Or you gotta use their own voice. Right. Own voice. Well, it makes it partly yours now because you put your. Yeah. So yeah, man. Yeah, I had one um, <laughs> um, where there's this adult video uh, called the audition couch or something like that, uh, casting couch, and um, I don't know if they did a spoof, but it's the real guy from the casting couch, and this lady walks in and she's like. Uh, hi, I'm Miranda's mother. She's supposed to have an appointment with you. And like, you know, like, uh, it, it, he, she starts chasing him down the street. I posted that video just because I thought it was funny. And I just put a few letters in front of it and said, this is not the way I want it was supposed to go. And because I added that piece, it became my video. And that thing got up to 2 million. And it was like at 500,000 for like two months before someone shared it or I don't know what happened and then all of a sudden it just jumped to two mil in like a matter of days. But I didn't get paid for it because at the time I was well I'm still not verified. I just put on people who are like trying so hard to go viral and um sometimes I wanna I just say to myself, how viral you wanna go, man? You wanna do more bullshit Chevrolet commercials? Right. <laughs> What's the end game for you? Where's your end game for this? Yeah. <laughs> Do you really want to be that guy? Yeah, dude. Because that's what they're using them for. Right you want to be Ghosty Cow? <laughs> oh my God, bro. If you're looking first on Chevy, Ghosty, Ghosty Cow. Cow. I remember that because we had him in the Bay too. Pussy Cow. I thought it was Ghost. Um, Pussy Cow. It was Ghosty Cow. Cassie Cow. Cassie Cow. And I was like, because I, I associated with this other dealership in San Jose that had a big fucking cow on top of it. So I thought that's what they were talking about. Go see cow. Yeah, dude, that's an old school commercial. Fuck. You have to deal with this, Bush. Like, you have a room, right? Uh-huh. And your room's hot. Right. And now there's a comic that quit comedy three years ago that wants to do a spot on your show. Yep. Oh, dude. Holy shit, bro. And they're begging you. You like you, you, you? I don't know if that's your homie, but to me it's always been like this. You're my homie, but our our our, our, our friendship ended when you stopped going, doing comedy. Yeah, our business to. ended. Right. Because the comedy is a business. Right. I can't put you in the front of the line, even though like you do the same hacky twenty minutes. I can't do that, and that's the thing, man. Is like I love you, bro. I've had a couple guys right. Let's try to get on your biggest show ever, I've dog. Had, I've had to be like, I love you, bro. Come on, maricon. But I have to pay. <laughs> but I have to pay for all of this. Bro. And then they come at you like, put me in that show. Yep. Let me get exactly up. instead of um. Come on, man. Let me get up to that. Instead of hitting up. you up like. Hey, Butch, man, I'm trying to get back into it. I know we haven't spoken in three years. If you know any open mics, I know you're doing your big show. 
Right. But if you have open mic friends that want to give me spot, let me know. That'd be the best way, huh? That would be the best way. You'd still get a no. You'd still get to go do it on your own. Oh, by the way, I still got that good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get in. <laughs> All right, well, you get a, you get five minutes tonight. Um, no, man, it's like I've had a couple guys do that, and I'm really it's, – it's easy for me to set boundaries uh, for some reason, so I'm always like, hey, man, there's no way. I, I need to see you work out more often. But that's the thing, man, is like I don't want to be a dick, and this is not trying to be like – it's just a matter of like I, I have to focus on this thing. <laughs> And so if you quit comedy and you're my friend in comedy, I'll still talk to you and we'll be cool, but you're not a comic anymore. Like, you disappeared. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, you're, you go, you're, yeah, man. you're back out there in the real world. I still got to be in here doing this. I know comics that I, they, that I know that they used to be around when I, when I was starting out, you know. But like I said, bro, I had the two first TV credit. I was lucky. I was getting gigs off that forever. But... um. Those dudes are never like, you know. I, I maybe I maybe I put them in two or three shows at Wild Coyotes. Maybe they were at the Laugh Factory Latino Night twice, you know. But they were uh, always there hanging out, you know. Maybe they were at the Gabriel's Christmas party too. But um, not pretty much, um, you know. Like they're, they're really not that funny. But right. they're, but they they're off and on, you know. They show up all the time, off and on. But every once in a while, they leave a stupid-ass comment, you know? Yo, bro. Or a stupid-ass comment like, oh, man, I remember when uh, I used to give this guy a ride to throw up my car or something stupid, you know? Mm, dude, I already, yes, dude. It, calm down, bro. I remember when you blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, bro. Fuck you. I, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty I for that shit. I remember Carlos Mencia, somebody was talking bad to Carlos Mencia one time, and then I fool, Mencia just told that fool, listen, man, you're just mad because I made it and you didn't. Yeah. Just be open about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you dude. did this, but you did that. Hey, man, you could have did it too. Is, I, I mean, I'm there's there's aspects of my life even right now, bro, where it's like um, there's jealousy for what I'm doing with you back home. And it's limiting some of the bookings that I have because they're like, because you know. It's oh, like, you're too big now. Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry, I didn't know that I had to still pay. It's like, or like, it's just you could tell, bro, like, it's not my fault that I got here, dude. It, 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 it's, it's what I deserve, you know, and I still have a long way to go. But it's like, I didn't, I didn't do this to make you mad. But now it's like, you know this motherfucker's like, because all of a sudden, we're not friends anymore, or you're not talking to me. <laughs> and it's like, it, it happens to be the same time that I'm like uh, touring, dude. And it's so weird how people get mad at you. Cause like the whole phrase is, is like, you know, I know if, if, if I'm not around, someone's talking to my friend, they're going, how's Butch doing? Is he still riding Felipe's dick? Or is he still, you know? And it's like, fuck well, you, you guys. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is, that's the shit that they say, dude. And it's like so maddening to me. It's like, just be happy for a motherfucker, bro. My homie opens for Dave Chappelle. I'm nothing but happy for that dude. Which one? Riggins. Chris Riggins. And and then it's like, I'm, I'm fucking hella happy for that guy every time he, you know, he does something. And that's the way it should be. And I'll tell you, when you get into the realm of professional comedians, that's where it starts to happen. You start to see guys congratulating each other and less beefs. So future comics out there, you know, that's the, that's the ideal, man. If you're sitting there hating on somebody, that's probably because you're not getting anywhere. But you're probably not getting anywhere because you're too busy hating on somebody. Everybody wants to be the captain of the ship, but don't want to be a stewie. Nobody wants to be a stewie, bro. That's the thing. You got to start at the bottom, bro. You got to be in the bilge pump, fucking pumping water, going like, fuck yeah, dude. At least I'm on a ship right now. And I'm Learning how to rhyme water. and shit. Yeah. And then soon you get in the band. You get Sundays off. You get to chill, you know, move your way up to the, like, cook. You work in the galley. You get to eat the captain's food. Yeah, man, people think that just because you're opening up for somebody... They think that um, like you're you're getting rich and shit or something. No. You're wearing out to wear tuxedos. No, you're putting in the work that you need to be putting in, and that's what's most important. It's like to me, the money is not even important. But they feel important. like I guess they feel by your, your momentum that they, they feel that they probably realize, wow, I guess I'm not going anywhere. Right. People think Ralph Barbosa is a millionaire right now. There's literally people think that, that he's a millionaire. 
Like, I've had people go, do you think he's a millionaire at this point? I'm like, fuck no, bro. That guy's trying to figure out how to move out of his Section 8 apartment probably right now, dude. Like, I don't, people have a weird concept of what, where, how they get money. People never held a million dollars in their pocket. I know I haven't. You can't. Dude, no, no. They don't know how that a, a year is 52 weeks. Dude. Divide that over a million year, uh, over a million dollars, and then divide that from the moment he went viral. Come on, people, right. do the math. Do the math, and that's the thing is like I don't. One hundred twenty thousand tops. I don't think people understand <laughs> what a million dollars is, like how large or one a million is. Oh yeah, man. Or two point five million. <laughs> I saw a movie of Richard Pryor, bro. It was called Brewster's Millions. I remember that. I went to the premiere of it at the studio at the wherever, no way. Warner Brothers or wherever <laughs> it was shot, Universal. I went to um, the premiere. No shit. Yeah, because I had tickets. And How'd I you st- get tickets for that? They were passing them out. Because hey, you were you like a comic to- or anybody. No, right? they, you want, they were just giving them out, bro. Bah, bah, bah. And I went. I sat down. John Candy's in it. Supposed to be a great movie. It was all right. But uh, he's a baseball player, bro, in the minor leagues, in the worst minor league. Like a train passes by left yeah, field. Yeah, I've seen that. That's a real. That was a real thing. Yeah, bro. I, I used to go to a drive-in theater where the train built passed by outside, bro. No fuck up the way. Movie. Oh yeah, San Jose has one. Capital, capital drive-in. Yeah, man. Um, so he had to spend three million in in one three million in one month. To inherit thirty million, and he has to do it honestly. Honestly, and he he cannot earn money from it or nothing. Right, that's right. He has to spend so it. So he has to spend it. Yeah, and not waste there it. There was a few rules that made it so he couldn't. Like, like he can't buy a painting and burn it. Right. Yes. Oh, that's right. Because if he bought an asset, it would yeah. bring him money. Yeah. That's- so the way he got back, I remember one time he bought a he bought a stamp that was worth, I don't know, eight hundred thousand. Maybe I have to spend thirty million to keep three hundred million. Oh yeah, he built. He bought that upside down plane stamp. Yeah, that's a real stamp too, and it's really rare. Yeah, I can't remember the denominations. But that's I, a lot of money, I man. Remember that movie. And people, th- I don't know. People think that he's a millionaire, but that's crazy, bro. The way people think. Yeah, huh? I've see, had they, people they ask see me. Success like, in dollars. What's that? They see success in dollars. I think that too, and I think because you go viral on something that they think you make a lot of money. I have a, a video that's over two million now. Um, Are you a millionaire now too? No, I have. You know how much I made off of it totally? Six hundred bucks. So it's like you know, I mean that. And then um, if, if um if it's on on um on dry comedy, they're making the money. They're making not, the not money. Not the comic. They got paid to do right. the show. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. And then. You know, and then you have like so when I did that video that's at two million, I got asked to do a TV show. But when they did the TV show, they have to buy the video. So now that that TV show company owns my video. That's how I got my first TV credit. History for Fools podcast. What's up, everybody? What's up, man? everybody? Pirates. Pirates, man. We're now we're talking about. Modern day pirates. Modern comics. day pirates. Right here. Listen, we got, we got merch now, man. The History for Fools podcast. Yep. Pirate Check it edition. Pirate edition. It's a picture of Bush right there. There's me. Uh, oh, we got to get one with Felipe. You know, I saw I saw that movie, um, The Fly, for the first time. Where's the marker? Here, I got you. You gotta make one. Which one? The 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 new one or the with old one? Jeff Goldblum. That one's crazy. Bro, I never. Where she gives seen birth it. to the larva? No, that's not. That's part two. Oh, is that part two? Oh, wow. I want to go in fresh. Oh, wow. No, I saw part one. Oh, it was a dream. It was a dream. That's right. Bro, she, she had a big old bolillo come out, bro. <laughs> that was gross, bro. It big was all wiggling? Ah, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh man, that was so gross, dude. I bet you, man. Like, like when a when interracial marriages, when interracial couples are dating, and the dad is racist, there should be a sketch about the nightmares he's having, bro. About that, how that baby's gonna be born. <laughs> Comes out of moonwalking and shit. 
this cat cross. He sees a baby come out of the womb with a little with a little lawnmower, bro. <laughs> His his white daughter marries a Mexican dude, bro, and he's having nightmares about what the baby can look like, bro. He comes out and shit, looking like Cheech Marin, bro. <laughs> With a mustache. And a Dodger jacket, bro, <laughs> holding those oranges. From, from fucking, from born in East L.A., Cheech. <laughs> With a baby looking like, Ed, like an Edgar, bro. <laughs> The baby comes out with an Edgar haircut and a mustache. Yeah, man. That's funny, Wearing a dude. Fool's Gone Wild shirt. <laughs> Representing Daily City. With eye socks up to the thighs. Bro, sometimes, man, when, uh, that, when Fool's Gone Wild, they, they put up a video and they ask, what city are they repping? Every time, bro, I put a city up, it always gets a lot of likes. Like one time there was a ghetto-ass Filipinos bro doing something right or somebody bro that look Filipino doing something crazy and they say what city are they rapping and I put daily city motherfuckers die dog <laughs> they were naming streets because you know that that's what's cool man is like when we're on the road like not only so so I've seen comics do this where they'll go to somebody and go what's what's the deal with this place and they'll get a little bit of information but they don't know all the information and sometimes they sound dumb but you know, yeah. like, it's so crazy, bro. You know the whole, like, we'll get there and you'll go, oh, yeah, this is this Salvadorian neighborhood and this is what they say and this is their thing and there's this place over here where they kick it and it's like, holy shit. And then you go up there and talk about it on stage and they lose their shit, dude. History for fool. Who you drawing, man? I'm drawing Captain Fu. All right. That's you. All right. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah, dude. It kind of looks like the Kirk Douglas captain, too, but, you know. Uh, here you go. Uh, Bro, you, you ever um, selling merchandise right here, you guys? You Get ever, up the Venmo. <laughs> you know, you're you're in show business, right? You're a stand up stand up comedian. You're on stage. Do you ever get like relatives or friends or fans that tell you, "Hey, I have a daughter that's into into that things. Maybe you could promote her." Yes. Or I have a I have a son that wants to get into comedy. Do you think you can help him out? I do, though. I like if it's someone close to me. I'll like explain what I it usually is a it's a at first it's an interaction. Hey, what's up? I heard you want to do comedy. Then I map out all the fucked up ugly shit. Me, I get e I get emails from people who are probably coked out or they're on some type of drug or they're they're off their meds. Oh god. And they hit me up with a, a long message. First of all, it says starts off with Matt, I got the perfect TV show for you. I start naming the other other Latino comedians that are in it. I got a perfect TV show bro, oh, for no. for you, Ralph Barbosa, um, fucking, fucking Willie Bethena, <laughs> Theo Vaughn, Tom Segura. <laughs> then I, I email them back. Listen, bro, before you even start telling me about the movie, you need to know this. And I send them like I, I send them a email, a list that says. Five things you need to know before pitching a film. Right. Right. Yeah. The like you have your story right. Right. You know, or get a patent. You know, they that's might, cool that you do. They that, might though. steal it. Right. You could tell the food and read it, and he send me more shit. No. Bro. Oh, now you're interacting with me. Now you're that's what it is, you bro. Just, this guy wasted his time, bro. He should have been writing this movie instead of telling me about it, which is, and it was like, um, long story short, bro. I don't remember. I didn't, I didn't read it. I didn't read it. Yeah, of course. But I didn't want to read it. But, well, but the other thing is. Without the Wild Coyotes, there was this cop or fireman or or real, real estate person. That's pretty, pretty vague, huh? But he was one of those three. <laughs> and he used to come to our show all the time. This guy actually got, he actually typed everything down. And put it like in a three-ring binder, like the one you open up, yeah. and get handed it to me. And there was a movie, it was a movie, uh, a show or a movie with Willie Barcena, Gabriel Iglesias, and Felipe Esparza, and their bus drivers for the RTD wow. it was in Los Angeles. Okay. And then you guys fill out the funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
Here's a dish. All the punchlines and the situations were all based on our stand-up. So none of this was original from his right. point of view. Yeah. It's like he saw our stand-up. And he should be a showrunner in Hollywood with this. But he saw through what we were talking about. Because I was taking a bus a lot. So he was like, Felipe, you're a bus driver now. You don't take the bus. Right. So that sounds like a little bit more vision than the and other. So, one. And then some of those stuff he wrote was, "Yeah, man." And Gabriel Iglesias, he goes, he 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 has to go to a doctor because he ate too much, and you know, all <laughs> stupid shit, dog. <laughs> There's five chicks chasing Willie. <laughs> This guy kind of knows what's up, though, bro. I'm not going to lie. Maybe maybe you should have fucking responded to that one. <laughs> no, he wrote it down. Yeah. It was in a folder. Yeah, dude. That's hilarious, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, because Fluffy's fat. He has diabetes, so he has food problems. <laughs> His knees break, you know. <laughs> it was all there. Real bus driver problems. <laughs> Oh, God, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, dude. I remember working with, I opened for Doug Stanhope one time. And we got. Pre, was he wearing suits or wearing regular clothes back then? Regular clothes. Just like this, like where you are right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, that's how I knew him. Yeah. And then he looked he, shorter then, too. Yeah, he was shorter and he was cooler. Then in, it, I worked with him like a few years later and he was real, like. I know he was wearing, like a, quiet uh, wearing a suit like the mask. Yeah, it was weird, dude. But when I first did it with him, we got trapped in the fucking improv because you know there's no back door to the improv. San Jose? Yeah. Like there is, but it's only to the guard. It's like, it's not, it's still enclosed. The parking lot. And so you have to go out the front. And this dude had a script and he's standing in front of the fucking. For dogs? In hope. front of the window. And then the security tells him he can't be there. So he steps out onto the sidewalk. And once someone steps out on the sidewalk, they can do whatever they want. So he just stood on the sidewalk and. We waited like an hour and a half. We'd go up, come down, and he's still there. Do so you have to avoid him? Yeah, Doug was like, I don't want to go out there, dude. I don't want to, like, if you if you can. And I was new, so I'm like, I could go if I want to, but this is the first time I ever fucking performed with anybody professionally. So I just chilled with him, but it was so funny that... I was he had like, a whole script for Doug? Yeah, and he was sitting there with it, like a big... Like your homie with a three-ring binder. He had a big binder. And at first he approached Doug inside and Doug and like someone moved a guy out of the way. And then eventually the security picked up on it and they kicked him out. And then he waited by the window. Then they told me he couldn't be on the property. So he just sat on the sidewalk for two hours, like two or three hours, dude, waiting, um, waiting for for uh, for Doug to come out. And it was cr it was crazy, bro. Was that your stalker? No, my stalker is cool because he's. Feeble. How about my stalker, bro? I oh, we're not listening. Shit, dude. <laughs> I know mine is. Shout out to fucking the lurker. What's up? The honey? lurker. Remember the, the lurker? big lurk. <laughs> big lurks, dude. Lurky lurks. You were lurks, dude. That's lurk. Lurker's cool though, cause like he kind of just like he's like he he had a stroke, so he's all messed up, and he has long hair, and his lips are all fucked up, uh, cause he's always drooling, and like sometimes I'll see him at like Target, and he'll come up and he'll walk in front of me. Fucking lurker. And, and he'll go, and he'll go, I bet you thought I was a chick and you wanted to fuck me, huh? <laughs> and he's weird like that, bro. So I kind of dig him, but he does he does stalk me. But he's not dangerous. Fucking lurker. Yours is probably dangerous. I would imagine yours is dangerous. No, I don't think they're stalkers. Just big fans. Yeah? You haven't had anybody, though, try to, like, figure out where you live or climb the walls of your house or anything like that? No. Nah, man. I... I I meet a fool, and I look at him, and in my in my my head, without even thinking, I'm already roasting them, and they're laughing. I think, oh, this guy's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I start bagging on fool right away. Yeah, I noticed that. And as soon as they laugh and they go, they're happy. All right, bro, you could kick it, dog. You could kick it. You're cool. You and those oversized hush puppies can hang. <laughs> you and your sweaty palms from that and that hoodie can stay. <laughs> Yeah, we've had a few of those, dude. Felipe, roast me. I'll roast you, bro, but you gotta, I got to roast you when we meet. Like, I, I see people in a green meeting green and I start roasting them, and they go, all right, this guy's cool to kick it, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we meet a lot of cool people at the meet and greets. I like that. How about Delaware? Delaware? 
When did we do? We didn't do Delaware. No, that guy from Delaware. Oh, that dude. Yeah, that dude. I'm I'm sorry that dude's listening, but I had to protect that girl. Um, and it really wasn't like he didn't do anything. I, I get a lot of fans he that hang do out with. Bad. I've had a lot of fans interact with other fans at shows that they, they go to other shows together. Right. Like the, I had these three fans who got totally wasted in Las Vegas when I was doing a, the smaller show. Right. Because I would go to Vegas and do a midnight show on my own right after a big fight. Like right after a, a Canelo fight, I would do the the billiards, beer, and whatever. Right. Abroad, whatever. Right. And um, there was this dude that got loaded. And that was the first time I met Freddy Korea. Okay. Oh, yeah, Fred Wrecker. Yeah, Fred Wrecker. I met him... Um, that night, and uh, there was uh, three fans. They got totally loaded, dog. Like totally loaded. Like loaded they're gonna up. pee in their pants oh in the next God, hour. Loaded, bro. but they were cool, laughing yeah. the whole time. Fred gave them a ride home. No way. Yeah. So that was like two fans hanging out together. Oh my God. And now Poor that fool goes. Now that fool goes to another show and gets loaded again. Really? Yeah. He well, goes to all of Freddy's permanent, permanent friends. For fr- permanent friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few. Songs made up, but yeah, it that, really happened. That we did like Tommy T's or Sounds Improv that did like me, and they come to a lot of my shows now too. History for fools, man. So you had a great time at the comedy store, yeah, you said. I did. Yeah, man. So I don't know yet. There was a lot of um, haters out there. A lot of haters, bro. That's the thing is, like, it's, like, it's kind of fucked up because I, I don't know if I necessarily, like, I don't want to say I didn't hate because I know there's times I did hate and there's times sometimes I do go, that fool don't deserve that. But it's, like, there's just people who are just so angry that you're getting <laughs> yeah, and they're not and that they, they're, like, and it's, like, it's not. Here's something I will say that I've learned as an old man. Everything that you're angry about is mostly a reflection of yourself. So if you're mad that someone else is making it, you're actually mad at yourself for not making it. For being a halt. Right. And so if you reverse that, because I've done that, where I'm going to force myself to be happy for someone that I didn't think deserved it. And I went out and congratulated them. And the more I did that, the more it made me feel better. And now I'm not a fucking hater anymore. So get to yourself some fucking hater rehab, fucking haters. I'm trying to reach these kids. I'm trying to reach these kids. Did you watch it? (laughs) Oh, I forgot to. Oh, man, right now you're talking about hating. I I, I saw this funny-ass South Park. It's a newer one. And one of the the guys is trolling hard, bro. Hard trolling, bro. Like, he goes, um, he goes, he goes, um, because I I was posting a a, a picture of my baby, and somebody reposted it with a picture of a penis in my mouth. (laughs) <laughs> but, but but you ever like like I wish I had a pay where I could troll people like just troll regular people and goes like I'm here man like somebody with their family goes don't lie yeah dude I do that I I I have I'm guilty of that all the time on Instagram like I, sometimes I gotta I gotta like if I get up in the morning early and I haven't had coffee. And I haven't had no bowls or nothing, do right. nothing. Yeah. And if I go straight to something, my poles are gonna be so mean, bro, or come out and looking mean. Like um, they were posting the kidnapping in Mexico. I say, yeah, man, drug deal gone bad, man. <laughs> I'm the same way, but it's when someone. But then I went back to delete it. But then I, but then I thought about it. It could have been a drug deal gone bad. It could have been. You could have had a good, valid point. Well, you know, they're going for plastic surgery. But then again, man, who am I? What do I care, right? right. So I'm glad to leave it. I sometimes delete them, but sometimes there's one, like when I see somebody make something, right? Like they, like, you know, when you, like, I'll be scrolling through the Instagram and it's somebody <laughs> like taking video of them making this painstaking process. And I'm like, you you didn't really do that. You know? Or I'll like, yeah. like this looks fake. Liar. <laughs> False video. Like, like everybody's been, sh- everybody been showing that um, that the, the new president of, of um, El Salvador, 
and they're showing that film of, of them arresting all the 18th Street gangs and all the MS-13s. Oh, and I saw that. All over El Salvador. The new prison. And everybody right? says, yeah, man, that's the, kind of, that's, that's the kind of leadership we need here, right? And then, like, somebody wrote, yeah, man, we could have that here, but there's too many liberals, right? Whatever, right? Right. But my comment was this, bro, and I wrote this. It was early, too. I wrote this. <laughs> yeah, this is a great film. But we really haven't seen the whole prison or how this prison is being run. And right. that period. Yes. Then I started seeing traction, right? You started seeing the, like, yeah. Yeah, but nobody, only like a few people commented, but everybody was just wanting to fight over liberal. Right. Or now we're doing it. But, 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 but they forget, dude, that's, that's uh, uh, one of those films that you make for a country. Right. What's it called? Propaganda. Propaganda. Yeah, it's a propaganda piece. Because if we were to make one for our country, the United States of America, Shit, we're we're having motherfuckers turning around, going back to their country. Yeah, dude. Just show a film of of arrest, arrested illegal immigrants, right? And then locking them up the same way, separating their kids, and going into and random police chases and put them all together, man. Yeah, shit, man. Yeah, at the border, <laughs> come to America. We shoot you. And we, we shoot know your our ass. Cops will. <laughs> Come to America, get a t-shirt, get shot by a cop. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh that's a propaganda but piece. People get all excited, dude. Yeah, like, so let you, you know what's up. Rooting, you're like you're all excited for another country. But you gotta remember, dude, it's El Salvador. It's in a state of constant revolution and it's corrupt as fuck. That prison is gonna be run by those guys in a year. Easily, bro. In a fucking year. And, and then there's people on the bottom saying, man, yeah, I want to know who's going to pay for this prison. Exactly, dude. First of all, man, I want to know who directed this film. Right. Is it a Vice piece or something No, like it's that? just a... a I, it's I the same it film. They're all walking like this, and the they, same and homies. They're like, they're like this against each other sitting down, right? And they're, yeah. they're, they're just driving up this long road. I've seen a lot of movies about Salvador, but I've never seen that road. No, i never seen it either, now that I think about it. But I, I don't pay attention to that stuff. It, but again, it's pro- it's like... Like I, I, like, I always see, like, I don't know, man, because I travel so much, you know, and um, I always see, like, try to look, for, look at both sides. Right. And I'm not, like, and then I'm not afraid of a prison like that because I'm not going to go to prison. Right, totally. Exactly. Or when people say, like, like, I saw this one video, bro, and it was just a, vi- it, it was yeah. a video of... A bunch of um, Midwestern people, chiller trash people, you know, people with like a small amount of teeth. And they were telling them they're going to wear their seatbelts now. Right. He goes, that's one step to communism. Oh, no, you're talking about the beer. The beer, yeah. Yeah, you can't drink beer in the car anymore. The te- it was the video about and a lady with her baby, and, and she's all, you don't, you can take it away, the beer, next thing you're going to make, that's because she goes, next thing you know, they're going to make it. They're going to make us wear seatbelts, and then we're going to be communists. That's what she said. <laughs> That's the thing, man, is these people with guns are like, no fear. But it's like, you're the most fearful person, though. You're Listen, afraid, bro, if we constantly don't, afraid we're going to be If we don't have guns for everybody, bro, only pirates will have guns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Show us the way Blackbeard shot for guns, bro. There you go. And with that is History for Fools. We'll be back with more pirates, bro. On the next episode, baby. Arr. Arr.